game, Sam, in which on paper it looked like it would be uh, fairly competitive there um, in Las Vegas, and it was anything but that. And then the um, you know basically things even fell uh, further on down the road with regard to the Chargers. And then some. You, you would think it couldn't get much worse than than that final score. But this was really the only option that the Chargers had. Kind of like was the idea yesterday when we were talking about Draymond Green where the NBA only had one potential real option to suspend him. This is the only place the Chargers could have gone. The Chargers would have been totally justified in doing this months ago at the end of last season, a few different times this year. It, it was a matter of when and not if as opposed to the other way around. Brandon Staley, the head coach, Tom Telesco, the GM who had stuck with his head coach, both those guys now, they get to go hang out in Vegas together because hopefully for their sake, they at least got to just stay there and not have to fly back to L.A. Yeah, and I know that's part of the sports update. Brandon Staley and GM Tom Telesco fired. Nobody knows anything about Tom Telesco. What Tom Telesco uh, you know, is doing one way or the other. This is all about Brandon Staley getting fired. And, you know, this is a guy who people said... Three years ago, 38, 37 years old, taking over there that, you know, this was going to be the next, uh, you know, like superstar coach, young coach. And um, I, I do have a feeling he lost a lot of close games, but he lost them. And he didn't have Justin Herbert last couple weeks, but he had him for most of the other games that he's coached there. Uh, so anyway, uh, I mean, I think if you look at his record in touchdown games or less, his winning percentage is among the lowest uh, of all time. And that is like, you know, that says that he can't win, but it also says, Sam, he was good enough to be in a bunch of games, just didn't figure out how to win them. Which, if you can't do that, then why are you even in, in the NFL in the first place? You're not <laughs> well, supposed to have games that aren't close every single week anyway. Well, all right. They, they took a chance. The Chargers took a chance on a young guy who was the up-and-comer at the time, and Brandon all, all Brandon Staley has showed us since he got that job is not everybody's meant to be a head coach. I, I, I'm still not going to go that far. Are you saying that he will not even get another head coaching opportunity from what went down uh, with the Chargers? I, I don't know if you can jump to that conclusion. I think there's been a lot of coaches that have been fired that like reappear and are just fine, especially when you consider the guy is like 41 years old right now. Oh, yeah. He'll get another job. I'm not suggesting that he should never be a head coach again. Once you've been a head coach, you end up in that cycle of guys who just, hey, he's got head coaching experience. We need a head coach. It might just be a case where the stars align, but there hasn't been a lot where if, if you're in need of a head coach, there hasn't been a lot where you're looking at it and, oh, Brandon Staley's on my shortlist. I got to go get that guy before some other team hires him. Well, we'll see. We'll see. And I was just kind of amazed. I did a little background on like what he did before he got the head coach of the uh, Chargers uh, 
gig, and you know he was at Northern Illinois. He was at a small college in Minnesota called St. Thomas. He was the associate head coach uh, at Hutchinson Junior College in Kansas. Uh, he worked at the University of Tennessee, and then a couple of years with the Rams and the Bronco uh, or the Browns. So, like his his career was very accelerated. He he must have some skill set, um, and I think he'll get another shot up pretty you know quickly. But that what happened last night it was like just the absolute worst thing that Thursday night football uh, could have had there. You know, the whole Al Michaels not having solid games. That that game was a disaster by the middle of this first, I mean, this the second quarter, Sam. Yeah, it was, that, that's the last thing that you want on, on, any, on any game, let alone a primetime game. And, and that's kind of what I'm getting as, is we've been building up to this. Like, this was the tipping point for Brandon Staley. Going back to the blown lead of epic proportions in the wild card game against the Jaguars last year, there have been a few different times this year where you're looking at the game going into it and saying you cannot, absolutely cannot lose that game, and they have. And then this was about a month ago. This this is honestly when I thought we might see a change. This was about a month ago after you lost to a Packers team that was just in the dumps at the time, and you found a way to lose to him. And Brandon Staley, being the defensive guy that he is, he's the defensive play caller. He's a defensive-minded guy. That's why he was brought in, his success with the Rams. And you lose a game to the Packers that you just cannot lose. And this was how he handled it. You keep saying the same thing, doing the same thing. You, you still, I, guess why. I have full confidence, like I t- I've told you, and like I've told you from the beginning, I have full confidence in our way of playing. Full confidence in myself as the play caller and the way that we teach and the way that we scheme, full confidence in that. we got to bring this group together and do it consistently, okay? And that's where it's at. So you can stop asking that question, okay? I'm going to be calling the defenses, okay? So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again. And I think your fan base would hear full confidence, right, in, in everything that you're doing. They see the product in the field and they would, they would see a disconnect there. So why? I'm not here to talk to, to the fan base. I'm here to talk to my players, the locker room, I know that we give ourselves a chance to win every single week with the game plans that we have, okay? And we have done it here. You guys act like we've never played good defense. That's not the truth. That's not the truth. You act like we haven't made any improvements. Today, in the run game, we played outstanding. We're re- and and it, it, oh. it, it goes on and on from there. And that <laughs> yeah. was not after a 75-bajillion-point loss to a Raiders team playing a, a, a young Aiden O'Connell at quarterback. Like, you look at what's going on with some of these other teams right now that, that recently hired head coaches. Dan Campbell in Detroit. We, we we still don't really know exactly what Dan Campbell's football acumen is, the way that we look at some of these other guys who are, quote-unquote, the, the genius play callers. But you know that guys are playing their tails off for, for Dan Campbell. Even the last... Two, the last two head coaches that the Raiders brought in on an interim basis. Rich Passaccia, Antonio Pierce, who was on the other side of this last night. Like, there are just some guys who they got the right stuff that we can't yeah, well, even explain you, what it is you... to be a head coach. And right now, I will give you that. Right now, maybe one day, and I hope he does figure it out down the road, but one day, right now, that's still something that Brandon Staley's got to work on. All right, we'll move on to the Raiders then. You mentioned Rich uh, Basaccia. He didn't get the job after his intern, uh, you know, interim stint there. They went with uh, Josh Daniels. Uh, Are you now uh, 
like getting up on the soapbox for Antonio Pierce to to be named the, the head coach down the road. He's three and three, Sam. So I, I mean, are you ready to just say he is going? You know, don't we have to let the the rest of the season finish out to see what goes down with him? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm not here to to pound the table for Antonio Pierce being the head coach, but it's to say that. Sometimes you don't have to overthink it about who the right guy is and who the one who should be the one. And just because and and honestly, these guys that are the the genius minds, like they want to be head coaches and they're going to get their shot at head coaches. But you kind of see it in baseball, right? Sometimes, right? Where like the guys who were the, the backup bullpen catchers. Are the ones that make the are the ones that are the best managers because they see everything. They're involved. They know what's going on. If you're this genius play caller, you just assume that everybody should know how to do what it is that you're trying to put out there on the field. And with Josh McDaniels, he's he he still has the the tag of being one of the great offensive minds, being an offensive coordinator. Brandon Staley can be a defensive coordinator, and I, I would imagine that's what he'll do next. But it's about. These coaches are becoming these CEO types of just delegate, motivate, and you kind of go from there, and you're seeing the ones that are working out and the ones that aren't. I feel like that when you jump into to some of these coaches that are, are so much younger now, it's like the trend, right? Sean McVay kind of started that, and some of it works out. Obviously, you see that, I think, with the, the 49er coach Shanahan, as well. Yeah, Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. And he, obviously yeah. with his father, he's been around football forever. But I don't feel like some of these coaches are, are polished enough for that that job that you're talking about, Sam, and to be able to delegate and for someone to be able to trust a young mind, not just because it's youth, but just because you haven't been around the situation enough to be authoritative with alpha males like this. And so I think you're going to see a lot of these younger hires, which is a trend. It is it, it's the like you know the Wildcats popular. Let's copy that, right? It's a, a copycat type league, right? Yeah. And, and these Sean- younger coaches are struggling. They they really are a lot. A lot of them with the little bit of details and and controlling your locker room and getting teams to to fight for you. Like that team for Brandon Staley completely quit once Herbert went out. Right? That was a we didn't want to show up. We're not playing for our coach. We didn't want to play in that game. That's what that was. And Sean McVay, I'm, I'm so glad you brought up Sean McVay because this is exactly what it was. We were almost looking at from a comedic, almost like a bit standpoint. There was this whole the, the whole thing when the when Sean McVay takes the Rams to the Super Bowl and there was the whole thing of like, anybody that's ever been associated, anybody that's ever spent five minutes in the same room with Sean McVay, that guy, get that guy as a head coach. And Brandon Staley spent one year with Sean McVay as a defensive coordinator. Go get him to be a head coach. Yeah, I mean, and that's what, like, yeah, they people do have knee-jerk reactions. That was the year that the Rams won the Super Bowl and had a dominating defense, and uh, it doesn't always translate well. Uh, but I, I think we'll see him reemerge. All but right, you said it right, though, Joe. You, you said it right, though. I mean, Raiders, puff your chest today. Like, Raider fans get to say whatever they want today. A lot of the talk is about Brandon Staley, which all you know, that that's just going to make Raider fans get even louder and more boisterous about the fact that they won this game. Y'all get to celebrate however you want today because that's that, not going right. happen on an NFL field. Like, Raider fans, today is your day. It's the, t- the talk is about Brandon Staley, but it's your day, Raider fans. 